Now bear with me, this story does fit in with the gospel very well, but uh, when I uh, left my, my house in the LA to come up here, I have had a house full of furniture, and I got rid of two-thirds of it and tried to hold on to the other third. Now, those of us who worked for a living prior to entering, you know, we have six or, six or seven years without an income, you know, so, so it's, you're kind of saving your pennies. Uh, anyway, a uh, man down the street, a uh, very good friend of mine, he had a garage, said, oh, I'm, I'll let you have my garage you know, for your furniture while you're in the seminary. The Virgin Mary told me to do this. So I thought, well, okay, that's fine. So uh, the, the third I had left, which is my grandparents' bedroom set, which I'm very happy to say I didn't make it through all of this. Uh, what happened was we got some, some rolling things, and a good friend of mine and I rolled it down, was downhill, down, made it kind of a parade, and the people across the street put out lawn chairs to watch the parade of furniture go by. <laughs> not kidding. They were older ladies, anyway, uh, making comments. I thought it was funny. Uh, some of it was kind of impressive. Ooh, look at that. Uh, so, you know, uh, and by a long uh, route, it got up to Silverton Mini Storage, where it was in there for five years. It paid $15 a month for it in those days. Uh, and the, the, uh, the funny thing about it was, by the way, I, it came up here because after six months, I guess the Virgin Mary changed her mind because he said I had to get it out by Christmas. <laughs> I had to come all the way back to L.A. and get it up here. I got it on a truck. Somebody's truck was going to Portland, and I took the risk, and it all showed up except for a rocking chair. But anyway, uh, when I opened it up, I, I got stuff out in and out. It was kind of nice. I had a nice room in the seminary because all my stuff was up in Silverton. But, but I opened it up, and two-thirds of it was junk. What did I bring it up for? I've got a box in the garage. I haven't opened it in 30 years. My kitchen stuff, what is in there? It's a time machine, right? Now, I mention this because uh, what struck me about Jesus' 40 days is there's a difference between loneliness and solitude. Before Jesus plunged into ministry, he spent a long time in prayer. And really, in a sense, each of us is on our own spiritual journey in Lent. Um, if we're trying to do it alone, it's loneliness. We can't do it on our own. Nothing that God asks us to do is he always wants to be a part of it or it's not going to succeed. That's certainly true around here. When we collaborate, that's the best stuff that we, that we get done. And, uh, but Jesus goes into solitude, not loneliness. Solitude is a positive good of being alone for a while with God. Some people can't stand being alone. Music's got to come on right away. That's an immediate, that shows an emptiness of spirit that needs to be filled by God. And in some ways, Lent is kind of an emptying out of some of the furniture that we have, uh, that we haul around and find out that in the end it's junk. And the world tells us it's, it's great, and it really isn't. Uh, Henry David Thoreau wrote the book Walden. How many of you have ever read that? I've never quite finished it. But it's, it's, it's a great, you know, it's funny to say this, but it's really good spiritual reading. It's, it, it reads, he, he, he wrote it at Walden Pond. He was there for two years and two months. And today it's, it's a tourist trap. But in those days it was quite woodsy. But he could look out from the, the little cabin that he built there and see the people going by on the road that was not too far away from there. And in that, in that book, it looks like he wrote it off the cuff, but we have his notes now, and he wrote, over and over again turns a phrase until he got it exactly right. It was very well thought out. And the one that struck me the most, 
and that's why I brought up my own furniture. He said he looked out in this poverty that he lived in. I think he picked berries and I don't know what he ate and stuff, but he gave up his stuff and just to see what the insights of, he said, I love my solitude. I'm not lonely. I love the solitude of being here. See, like our Lord, the solitude of being with God as a monastic sort of idea, but all of us have a place in our hearts where we need to be alone with God and not be afraid to spend time with him. And Lent is a time to clean out that room so that God can get in. But he said, this is the insight, I love this. He said, as I look out at the people in the world about me, busy about their lives, the older they get, he said, I see people walking around, hauling around horse carts full of furniture. And in the end, they have to leave the horse cart behind, and they walk off without it. He was, he was making a comment about life, that we have all this baggage we walk around with. And uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that have moved to Avamir and places like that. They have to give away a lot of stuff to their kids and whatever. I've never met one yet that, that regretted it a year later, right? What do we need all this stuff for? And it's, but I'm not talking about furniture, but the baggage of life. Jesus here, these three temptations... Uh, really sum up all of our spiritual journey. And at first glance, you might think, you know, this, uh, this doesn't apply to me. No, I've never been tempted to stand on top of a building and throw myself off to, uh, to show off. You know what I'm saying? But this is pride. The devil is saying, if you just show off a little bit, because you got it. Jesus, I know you got it. Uh, uh, they'll all worship you. Uh, you just got to show off a little bit. Get, let's get that pride going, you know? And uh, nobody likes somebody like this. Uh, uh, pride is, lies behind almost every sin that we commit. It's my way, Lord, not your way. Uh, I want this, you know, not you. Uh, I have a, one of the things I've learned over the years, my house is kind of full of knickknacks. I can't stand anymore. So I get refrigerator magnets. I, I do it to to remind me of where I've been, not to show off, you know. Besides, nobody's impressed by my magnets anyway. But I had some, uh, an old friend from high school and her husband were staying at my house a couple of days. I've known them, well, never mind how long I've known them, but uh, since, since, high, since uh, actually since middle school. And uh, she, uh, they haven't traveled, you know, and she, uh, it caught me by surprise, but she says, I spent a half hour looking at your magnets. I can't believe the place you've been. And I said to myself, yes. <laughs> Somebody's finally jealous, you know. But uh, I was joking with her, uh, you know. Um, I said, God, I've had, this brag, I've had this brag fridge for 25 years and nobody's ever been impressed before. But, you know, people actually hate that sort of thing, don't you? It had, at a dinner party once for somebody a long time ago was bragging about, oh, I went here and I went there. And I finally got sick of it and trumped her, and that was the end of that, you know. Uh, again, I had to go to confession, but I had a good time doing it. <laughs> but you can see um, pride gets us nowhere. And uh, it's the exact opposite of Jesus. When we, when we, when we operate out of my way, uh, my will, not your will. It's, we're a loser in the end. It's a, bunch of hor- it's a bunch of furniture that we've got to dump at the end of our lives, and we've wasted our lives. We've, we're tied down by something that's useless. And Lent, and really, Lent is a spiritual journey. What I'm doing, I've learned over the years, uh, it takes me about three days to figure out what I'm doing for Lent. Now, I used to get a list that was way too long, 
the one objective thing that you can really say, you can see objectively that you're doing it, like I said at last Wednesday, many of us sweets or something, but at least you can tell when you're breaking it, you know? But then you get one that's more spiritual, like being open to what comes during the day or watching my, my, my patience or my pride or my mouth or, or being more generous with my spouse. Those are not easy things to tell you've done it at the end of 40 days. So one objective thing and a spiritual thing. And, and working on pride is a lifelong journey, yet, and it, it, it'll come up by surprise. And this is what Jesus is tempted. He's a human being. He's God who's a human being. As a human being, he felt that pull of pride that we all have as fallen human beings, though he was not fallen. He still, there's that part of us that wants to show off. And then as far as bread, see, he had fasted, and he was tempted to produce more for himself, to fill himself before his fast was finished. A lot of us give up something and then we, we, um, we can't make it. If you, if you give up something to eat, you know, and you break it, just go back and start over again. Uh, one good Friday, I was at my favorite restaurant, Pans. Somebody in this parish's uh, father built that. But you wouldn't even know where that is. But I used to go to, to eat there a lot. and It was a good Friday, and I had a sausage in my mouth. I had a moral dilemma. Do I swallow or not? <laughs> to this day, I can see those two sausages on that plate that I left there. But, you know, it, this kind of thing where our society teaches us, you know, it's cliche, but he who dies with the most stuff wins. Boy, that's really a dumb thing. You can't, you can't possibly fill an eternal heart, which we have, with temporal stuff. Please, God, we don't have to get to the end of our lives to find that out. God wants to, he wants to clear out a space for him, and in order to do that, we've got to be needy. We've got to know what we, what we lack. We have to be aware of our, of our humanness, of our sinfulness, of our need for God, and then he can fill that space. If my, if my heart's filled with, with a cart, horse cart full of furniture, so to speak, the baggage of life, God can't get in. That's why uh, some people never go to confession. They don't, they don't know that they need it. They think, oh, well, you know, I'll just get all this stuff out on my own. Well, the Lord wants to help us with that. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a humility thing. And it's the same with, with so many of the things of our lives are really about us. You know, if I'm serving somewhere at church or whatever I'm doing and I'm contradicted, can I, can I accept that? Or must, if I don't get my way, do I just pick up my stuff and leave? You know, there's all kinds of ways in which we, um, we want to be filled only with our things. God wants to fill us with his things. The problem with God, if you, if you call it a problem, is he wants to give us bread today. We want to have a storehouse for the future. That's not God's way. He prefers to give us bread for the journey each day. That means I don't really have the resources for tomorrow. We think we do, but we don't know what's coming. We never know what's going to come tomorrow. By by having a good Lent, we'll be more prepared for tomorrow because we've actually done something voluntary or tried, and God rewards for trying, not always for succeeding. He knows when we've tried, even though we may not always um, get there. And then he... uh, uh, again, the devil finally, this, this takes, a, this, I cannot believe this. The devil, devil's trying to find out who Jesus is a little bit. He, he recognizes him, and yet, it, in a way, he doesn't. The devil is a, I have to move over here. The sun is killing me. Um, 
They thought it was transfiguration, didn't you? Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't see a thing here. Um, the devil is a created being, but he was so perfect. He thought he could take the place of God. He forgot that he, there was a time when he didn't exist. Now, we, we are going to take the place, we are going to have and take the places of the fallen angels. But before we get there, we have to remember that we started out as a grain of sand, a piece of dust. That's all we are. Of ourselves, that's all we are. And the devil, forgetting this, he tells God Almighty, the very being that created him, he says, if you worship me, I'll give you all of this. What a lie that is. How many fools have, have fallen that for that lie? He says, it's been given to me. Yeah, this world is not... This is the world of the devil, in a sense. We're being tested here. The kingdom of God is within us. This world around us is not the kingdom of God. If you, if you think it is, read the newspaper tomorrow. But what the devil um, offers, he says, I'll give you that horse cart full of furniture like you wouldn't believe. I'll give you power. I'll give you fame. I'll give you money. I'll give you everything you want. But you know, he doesn't, what, the thing he doesn't say there. It all comes to an end at death, and then he's gotcha, because it's a lie. What the Lord offers is poverty now, but that poverty of spirit he wants to fill with gold. So when we're being hollowed out a little bit, it's so God can fill us. It's very difficult. We want that horse cart of furniture. We want to haul it around. But Thoreau, I don't know if he was religious or not. I have no idea, but he picked up on something by observing humanity, of the sadness he noticed of these people walking around with their heads down, laboring over pulling these things that are so useless in life. And he was so happy with nothing in his solitude for those two years. There's a lot of wisdom in that. It's a reflection of our Lord's solitude, having nothing. 40 days is, is a code word in the Bible for a long time. Um, and Jesus was, he deliberately emptied himself of everything so that he himself, as the human part of him, could be filled with the Holy Spirit that was already present in his godhood so that he could then come out and do his three years of ministry. So we, too, are called to go down this same path. We are going to always have these temptations in life. It's very good to meditate on these because, like I said, each of these, when we start thinking about it, are really about ourselves. We can't change rocks into bread, but we sure, we sure want to go for the bread this life, don't we? And, and it, it doesn't satisfy. We always want more, you know, and pride jumping off a building and uh, worshiping the devil to get everything we want. In other words, breaking all the commandments to get what we want, nothing in the end. And, and you know what? If I were to pass away over there, 99% of that stuff would go to goodwill. It's, not, it's my treasure. Today's treasure is, yesterday, is tomorrow's trash. You know, the real gold is not there. It's not with the stuff we haul around. So we just ask Jesus to, the Holy Spirit, to fill us in this, in this Lent with what he wants and less of what we want so that we can be really filled with the real gold, more and more to have that wisdom of the Holy Spirit that leads us to the eternal life and the wealth of heaven even on earth.